Okay, so yeah, how would you like to introduce yourself? Uh, my name is Terrence Washington. Uh, I am from New Orleans, Louisiana. Mm-hmm. Stand-up comic and a sober person. Yay! Hey. Welcome to 12 Questions. One of us. One, One of us. us. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's just get right into it. How do you... How do you uh, experience surrender? Surrender. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, all right, you'll have to like prep me for these uh, like the twelve okay. step questions, like yeah. surrender, like when I was just just it, pretty you, much like this is it. You, this is it. Either how you experienced it the big time, or how you experience it on a daily basis, or both. Well, I know for me it came to a crossroads with uh with my drinking and uh it was just one day i just woke up and it's pretty much uh all my friends were mad at me oh how funny yeah like they, yeah you know that when you wake up the next morning you don't your your memory's hazy of what you've done you don't really remember what you did but everybody's giving you the look and you're like holy shit i must have did something real bad last night so right. you just start apologizing <laughs> <laughs> don't even know what it was you did exactly right so and i just woke up and it was one of those times where i didn't remember i blacked out but everyone was mad at me like nobody would talk to me no yeah. and that wasn't the first time no it wasn't right it right. definitely wasn't but that was the time where it was like all right i'm gonna lose really good relationships in my life mm-hmm. if and how long ago was that Oh man, you 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 about to make me date myself, bruh. Uh, <laughs> Two hundred years. Ago. It, yeah, just chop me off at the waist and count the rings. <laughs> <That's funny. laughs> See, each year my hairline receded, and you could tell my. Age, oh, like, you're doing better than some guys in their twenties that uh, we know. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh boy, I ain't lying about that one. When At least start- I have the excuse of having a kid. <laughs> <laughs> was your first was your first big book engraved in tablets? Oh man, what you talking about, bro? It was cuneiform, baby. We drew on clay tablets. That's so funny. I had a pterodactyl that would just like peck, peck, oh, peck, 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 peck. It's a living. Peck, peck, peck. That's so funny. <laughs> oh my goodness. No, I uh it, it was pretty much um uh, that was two thousand four. Oh, wow. I've been, oh. as a matter of fact, I got sober April 15, 2004. Wow. Mm. That's yeah. awesome. Yep. And I've enjoyed it. Like, you know, I, I don't regret it. Okay. I, I've lived a happy life. I've managed to live a fuller life. Right. Uh, without alcohol or without drug use, any of the stuff that right. plagues us, especially in our profession. Oh, yeah. So. Yeah. Everybody's high. I, I, mm-hmm. it really hit me this week. I was like, "Is everyone doing cocaine?" Oh, I think yeah. everyone's doing cocaine. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I never. Like, shit, are we at a mic or a Studio Fifty Four, circa nineteen seventy eight? Right. Shit, like yeah, before you leave, you like keys, wallet, phone, baggie. Yeah, mm-hmm. real, real. Well, and my head, my head kind of messed with me a little bit because I was like, "Well, maybe I'm not making like connections with people that I would normally <laughs> make if I partied." And then I was like, "Why would I want to talk? I hate, I hate talking to people who are super high." Yeah, there's like a point where it's just not fun anymore. Yeah, yeah, and, and people who who tend to be high on coke in particular are like they they because coke is one of those things where it'll magnify 
mm-hmm. both the positive and negative aspects of your personality. Yeah. And so if you're an asshole, you're going to be an asshole times a hundred on coke. And most mm-hmm. comedians just turned into big children. They just turned oh. into little kids because they're like, because yeah. they're little kids at heart. Yeah, and I was so going to say like, like mm-hmm. it's, it's too much. It's too much. But uh, yeah, um, I mean, like no judgment. Still be my friend if that's your thing. Yeah, <laughs> I like how, yeah I'm like cool. Just don't annoy the shit out yeah. of me. Like, yeah, you I know? don't need it. And it, like, don't look at me stupid because I say no, thank you. Like, I have some quote unquote friends who, because I don't partake, mm. they kind of look at me like, mm, and then they hear my accent. They're like, you're not gonna start preaching to us about Jesus or anything. <laughs> 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 That would be so funny. <laughs> Just be like, well, guys, I'm so glad you showed up to this Bible study. Yes. Um, Let me rap to you for a second. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Let me rap to you for a sec, young man. Start playing gospel music in the background. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Uh, uh, a Mahalia Jackson or something. Yes. <laughs> All of a sudden, you're wearing a linen suit. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely. No, nah, man, it's one of those things I like, you're not going to just start preaching to me or anything. I'm like, nah, man, I, I'm, I'm cool. However, people choose to live their life. Yeah. I don't judge. Because we've known each other for a while. We've never had yeah. this conversation, really. No. no. <laughs> I was like, we showed it. Yeah, he told me that you were coming. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> cool. Yeah, it's all right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. A little loud, a little forehead, a little shiny, but he's all right. Oh, you're yeah. fine. Oh, my gosh. Your forehead is perfect the way it is. Aww. Practice some self That is what you tell ugly children. It's like. <laughs> not true. No, there's a comic who he has a really great joke about, like, he's just trying to have a hairline that isn't the measurement rappers use to describe their money. Oh, my goodness. And that I I laugh for like every time I think of that joke I laugh because it's so funny because he is all forehead it's oh pretty my funny goodness so. he got that Rihanna forehead he got that he got a Rihanna and a half forehead oh, that's what he got man, <laughs> he got that Peyton Man in Denver Broncos <laughs> Damn. forehead right there your forehead is fine your forehead's fine my nose is fine yeah. Alex's eyes are appropriately spaced <laughs> <laughs> we're beautiful we've got that beautiful he, people blessed blessed he's got the eye space of a white man over here yes oh, yeah. he does you know, hey, my, my, my face has been gentrified <laughs> <laughs> Be like, my chin's been sponsored by Whole Foods, that's baby. Right. Yes. Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> Got that gluten-free face. Oh. <laughs> so what was your like biggest, uh, what would you say was your most insane moment in and out of recovery? Oh, man. So many. So yeah, right. many. It gets uh, real when you get past 10 years. Yeah, it does. You realize like, oh, there have been so many times where I've been a huge asshole. Oh yeah, with time. Oh yeah, oh yeah, and I've I, made I mean, a lot of mistakes. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm asshole light now. I'm not oh, right. asshole. Exactly. Just a little. It just can come out every once in a while, but oh, it's yeah. not. Oh, we yeah. don't celebrate it. We don't. We don't welcome it. Especially anymore. when I'm when I'm annoyed at people. Like I like that asshole gene kicks in. Mm-hmm. So. Oh yeah, you know. and you're just like, oh, we doing this? All right, and all right, like, cool. Yeah, I'm with this man. <laughs> yeah, you look at this is not doused in scotch. <laughs> Ooh, boy, right? well for me it was brandy. That was brandy. Yeah. <laughs> He's classy. Oh yeah, of course, <laughs> of course. It was like a black finch from American Pie. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> I think I got laid a lot less. At least he got Stifler's mom. I didn't get anything. So you're just yeah. busy in the corner with your cashmere sweater. Exactly, that was it. It was a bit like, <laughs> buddy. So what were those moments like? Uh, they, 
they were insane, you know, and I look back on them and I'm like, Jesus, how did I not end up in jail? How did I not end up getting my ass kicked? (laughs) How did I how did I just end up nothing bad happening to me? And at the point at the time, I'm like, you know what? Uh, Something bad happens to me if I get my ass kicked, if I go to jail or something. I asked for this. Right. Yeah, I asked for it. I can't blame the system, I can't blame anybody. I'm like, no, Terrence, this is you. This is all you. And I mean, one time I just remember, uh, like, uh, back in college, um, me and my roommates, my buddies, we had this house, which the house we had, no kids should have had that house. Like, it was, it was right off of campus. It's like 3,500 square foot house. Like, oh, yeah. We, oh, we we nicknamed it the Playboy Mansion. I was just gonna say, how many <laughs> mm-hmm. walls? How many walls had human sized holes through them? Oh, psh, man, <laughs> caused by me or them? Like, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> we had one. Uh, my homeboy Jordan, man, like uh, we had one hole in a wall from like his drunken stupid. I was just like, literally, he, he's a big guy. He's like right. six two, six three, three hundred pounds. Literally, we had a linebacker. Yeah, yeah, like D lineman, easy, and we had a jordan size hole in a wall and it was like <laughs> what the hell and, like a fat jordan <laughs> oh man and it, it was crazy because it, it happened one night uh he got the idea he was drunk and he just got the idea to try to run through the wall and shit like a crazy person on pcp he was like i'm just gonna run through this wall man it's like what the hell are you doing there goes right. your security deposit <laughs> Well, it wasn't mine, Playboy. I, oh, okay. I knew better than to be on a lease. Wait, that's so funny. That's a smart thing to do in this town. Don't be on the lease. Guys. No, no, man. I pay y'all this little money under the table. Ain't no paper trail. I'm good. Nobody will Harlan. Wow. <laughs> but yeah, that went. And like uh, one night, I mean, uh, me and my. So I had my cousins over one night and we had some girls over and everything. And, you know, like. I guess this one girl, like, just stupid. Like, when I think back on this, it was like, because I was, you know, trying to holler at her and everything. And, you know, instead of, and she didn't like me, mm. which is, you know what I'm saying? It's like, now, this me, older me, wiser me, sober me, is like, okay, Terrence, she didn't like you when the end of the world. You know what I'm saying? Like, shit, I wouldn't like me neither. I was a little corny back in the day. So, right. you know, and, uh, you know, not very much swag. So mm-hmm. it was uh like, and she liked one of my cousins. And, you know, I got mad at her for that. And I was drunk and I proceeded to uh, take my drink and pour it on her. Oh, oh my like God. Dame Dash style. Like, you remember the old Rockefeller oh, <laughs> music no. videos, Jay-Z music videos? And no, what did she bottles do? On yeah, dude, I'm like pouring liquor on her and oh, everything. Oh, no. And kicked her out of the house. Damn. <laughs> yeah. That's cold. Yeah, that's cold-blooded, man. I, I, I hate even saying the story and shit now that I think back. Like, man, oh I was... If she'd have stabbed me, I'd have been like, all right, yeah. Yeah, that yeah, makes sense. I, I low-key deserved that shit. So, yeah. not even look high-key deserved that one. Yeah, that's yeah. high-key. <laughs> yeah. And, uh... But, here's where karma bit me in the ass. So, I kicked her out of my house. She got in her car and drove off. The next morning, I wake up, leave to go for class. I can't find my keys. 
Did she have them? I called around. Finally, I realized I left them in her car. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Damn. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, that's really funny. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. And, and so deserving. Oh, like, it was God. Like, what did she say? So I called her, and at this point, I was like, well, you know. Uh, I'm so sorry. I'm sorry. I think I left my keys in your car. You're beautiful inside <laughs> yeah, and yeah, yeah, I should. I was an asshole. <laughs> so. <laughs> Please don't throw away my keys. I need those. But <laughs> threw that shit in the river. Oh, bro, I wouldn't have blamed her if she did. <laughs> I wouldn't have blamed her one bit. And so, you know, she she you know what? And to her credit, she was a better person than me. Mm. She came and she bought me the keys. Wow. Yeah. She came and she bought them back. And she told me that I had half a mind to throw these motherfuckers down the drain. Yeah. But she was like L.A. River, for sure. Yeah, but she's like, I didn't do that. So, just mind how you treat people next time. Wow. Damn. Cause, she dropped some knowledge on you. Yeah, she did, man. She she dropped it on my head, bro. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I was like, the boy in color purple, it's going to rain on your head. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it, right, she looked at me. You ever seen a color purple, baby? Yes, of course. I've I, seen I, a color I, purple. I, I'm just saying, like, some people, I try to drop well, color purple stuff, and they... <laughs> They haven't seen it. Oh, yeah. I once, I oh, once get was the color purple. Yeah, I once was on a road trip with two comics and realized one of them had never seen a single Spike Lee movie, and wow. I was like, "Not that I know that that's not directed by the color purple." But yeah. anyway, blah, blah, blah. so what's your favorite Spike Lee movie? Uh, Crooklyn. Crooklyn. Yeah. All right. All right weird, right? No, no, no. Nah, nah, I really like that one. I yeah. fell in love with the soundtrack when I was a kid, and I really yeah, liked. I, re- I liked challenging films, but. Anyway, the color purple, great. Dropping some knowledge. Get it. I always trip out when I, I let people know that like the color purple was directed by like Steven Spielberg. Oh yeah. Like mm-hmm. people always flip out when I tell them that when they start well, googling it like I'm lying. <laughs> Did they assume it was a black director? Yeah. Oh nobody wow. because when you think of color purple, you don't think of Steven Spielberg. I think of the little alien with the little glowy finger, and you know yeah. I think of sci-fi, Indiana Jones, and epic like father son like epic stories. Well, it's kind of like oh, Stephen King also wrote uh, the Green Mile. You know what I mean? Like you, you don't, you don't realize that there's things outside of horror that he does. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, oh, yeah. the, a lot of people, yeah, it's it's interesting, and it, it explains maybe that's why there's a so uh, few, uh, why there's lacking diversity in director, like because most people assume that some movies were directed by other people. Yeah, and they think like, well, you know, that's not in their range, or you know, that that's not in their wheelhouse to do. And it's like, you know, it's just kind of one of those things that lets you know, like, hey, don't judge somebody, you know, based right. on you know their outward appearance or what you think they can do, because. They managed to surprise you. Exactly. So, like that girl I pulled the drink on. I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> she managed to surprise me bringing my keys oh, back. You brought it right back around. Oh, show did. Well, you know, we comics is what we do. How do you make decisions? Like, what's your decision making like? Okay. So, this is, these are good questions. I sent them to you ahead of time like I do all our guests. <laughs> yes. And apparently I was so busy. 
<laughs> I might have glanced at him. You go catch me. I had a mind to screen cap him and send it to you. Yeah, you should have done that, bro. It's all right. I like, I like you answering these impromptu as yeah, well. Yeah, no, they're fun. They're all, all right. in line with the steps. If you crack open your book, you'll, <laughs> you'll hear, page, you'll hear it. You'll hear it. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Because so. if you think about it, the third step is all about decisions. Because we make a decision to turn our will and our lives over to our higher power. But like it, if it informs how we make decisions for the rest of our lives. Yeah. Like prior to getting clean, I was incapable of making a decision. And even for a, f- a few years, like I couldn't even order at a restaurant. I'd be like, okay, waiter, if the salad and the club sandwich got in a cage fight, who would win? Because I literally <laughs> could not make a decision. I had what was called last meal ever syndrome. Like I would freak out like this could be it i could be hit by a boulder somehow oh my lightning. goodness so, so I have you're to just make- kind of like this was death row in like angola something and it's like all right what do you want for your last meal every single meal i had i was flipping out so wow. yeah so for me decision making like a, a level of serenity that i have is the ability to know what i want make the decision not be able to, in a big decision-making way, call other people, take in their information, but also rely on my higher power and rely on sort of like my true north to make decisions. Okay. Because in general, um, I, I'm able, you can't live your life if you're not making decisions for yourself. No, Imagine you if almost every decision you made, you had to consult a committee of people. God, no. You never get anything done. Too never. many too many cooks in the kitchen. Yeah. Way too many cooks in the kitchen. So it's Not to go political, it would kind of look like what we have now. <laughs> exactly (laughs) exactly you know sorry i didn't mean but also with no but also with the like weird sort of like impulse decision making on the side it's Mm -hmm. like no i need to know i've thought a lot about this i need to you know make this decision so how do you make decisions well you know pretty much my uh i look at whenever i'm making a decision i sort of i i weigh you know, I weigh uh, the possible decision versus the reward or the outcome. Mm-hmm. So, you know, like, say, for instance, this is very dramatic. Uh, so I was just at a store and I had to go and get some gum. You know, I just had a fat burger before I came. And uh, the guy was playing the EDM version of Rod Stewart's If You Think I'm Sexy. Mm. <laughs> disturbing yes it is <laughs> yeah, what a shit on art yeah he messed that song up for me man i like that song yeah. <laughs> don't touch rod stewart people do not touch rod stewart <laughs> no man okay? oh no nah. trying to reinvent the wheel i mean <laughs> incur the wrath of a 220 pound black guy such a feathery wheel you know what yeah. i mean Such feathered beautiful 80s hair exactly exactly and i mean he was and so i was like all right he's playing this I could either A, choose to ignore it, get my gum, say something snarky, passive aggressive, and leave, <laughs> or get my gum, not say anything, say have a good day, or punch him in the dick. Whoa. Yes. That, it, the, all over a Rod Stewart mix? Yes. Mm-hmm. The, it went, the, hey, you don't mess with Rod Stewart. How I, passionate <laughs> are you about Rod Stewart? I love Rod Stewart. Do you wow. hear me? Yes. Wake up, you were concerned about like saying. How much time you have because that might date you, but you just outed yourself as being a huge Rod Stewart fan, yes, which I is did. like circa 1970s. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, I'm not that old. Jesus <laughs> Christ. <laughs> <laughs> not interviewing Danny Glove over here. <laughs> 
We're actually talking to Morgan Freeman right now. Uh, yes, you are. You're talking to Morgan Freeman right now. That was good. That's <laughs> uh, so funny. Oh, my goodness. Now, I, and, you know, I think of like, okay, Terrence, if you would say something snarky uh, and you do, you went that route, he might say something back. It might just leave there. He might have a puzzled look on his face. You walk out. Right. Little victory. Or if you just said nothing, got your gum, and uh, just left, again, you might be a little sore over the fact that you just heard it. And Or, you know, like choice three, if you punch him in the dick, a lot of bad things could happen. A man could come from the back with a katana sword, mm-hmm. a shotgun. The police? The police, yeah. yes. That's that's first and foremost. <laughs> uh, a gimp on on a leash, I don't know. Nikita, uh, they're out here in North Hollywood. Yeah, man. This the is the gimps are out here. Yeah, where were you, circus liquor? i was oh man i uh is that an actual question you're asking me or like i don't know (laughs) you don't have to answer oh my goodness my entire neighborhood is liquor stores so i I see this like you automobile you legit live in the ghetto like this is holy shit i I don't live in the ghetto (laughs) i know i know i was in um i was by usc and i was driving around and i was like you know I could live in this neighborhood. And I thought, man, this neighborhood is not considered a good neighborhood. No. <laughs> my uh, North Hollywood has lowered my standards. Uh, I'm just <laughs> waiting to see like uh, two tweakers just oh, yeah, fucking out in broad daylight. Or yeah, my boyfriend anywhere. thought he saw a child abduction the other night. He was like, I saw oh, a woman shit. at like midnight just like cramming a kid into a car and driving away very quickly. And I was like, Ugh. that kid probably owed her money. That's <laughs> why she, <laughs> so kid ain't pay up and shit. He got got. So. You got so, to go. <laughs> yeah. So what? How did you? What decision did you make? Did you say anything to him, or did you uh, just, I like, just pray for his music tastes? And I just out? yeah, that's what I did. I prayed for his <laughs> his soul. And his uh, swag and just walked out. I said a little prayer <laughs> to yep. sweet baby Jesus. Kept your side of the street clean. Yeah, that's, that's what I did. That's I was like, all right, Terrence. Yeah, yeah. It was like, yeah. and me, I, I, I'll be honest. Like, I'm a confrontational person by nature. So, like, usually if something's on my mind, like, I don't have too much of a filter. That's why I say me being a comic is the perfect thing for me. Yeah. And, you know, the fact that I can say things. Mm-hmm. And not really have the filter, and people give me an ex- you know they excuse me. They're like, yeah. oh, he's a comic. It's it's fine. It's <laughs> probably one of his bits he's running right now. It's like, oh man, if you only do. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> How do you? Wh- okay, what is the most surprising thing you've learned in your recovery? And I'm an adrenaline junkie. Oh yeah. Mm. Oh yeah, I can have a little bit of that too. Yeah, I just like low key like replaced that mm-hmm. the chasing of that to chasing adrenaline mm-hmm. like you know like i'll speed a little bit more you know I, mm. you know i uh i rode a bull once oh that's exciting yes did you make it eight seconds yes i did shut yeah. up yes i did no way yes i did crazy yeah uh i was surprised at everybody there and the damn barn was surprised I did. I'm like, oh my goodness. Like, you ever do something and you're like, it seems like a good idea. And I, I you know, like in my head, like this is going to be hella macho and a cool story to tell right, one day. Right. But when it's going on, you're like, you want to scream like a girl so bad and just like, like mm-hmm. what am I doing? 
Yeah. Uh, that was that decision. That was, but you know what? I made it my eight seconds. Threw me off. I was a little sore on my side, but makes for a cool story, man. And uh, of course, just just like different things, like I chase adrenaline now. Mm-hmm. Like, and again, bringing it back to comedy. Like that's why I like getting up on stage because yeah. it's like that's an adrenaline rush. It's a great rush. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Especially in a room like you know, like a few hundred people, and they're like you, you you're walking this fine tightrope mm-hmm. and you have like x amount of minutes and it's like all right i gotta keep them laughing this whole time and if i slip up that's it right you know sort of like defusing a bomb or something i can imagine i've never did that but high stakes yeah yeah i love it what have you like what would you say your level of self-honesty is hmm Pretty high. Okay. Yeah, like I, I try to be authentic with myself and I try to be honest with myself and mm-hmm. and those around me. So, because, you know, I, I have a reputation for it, you know, for just being sort of just an, being honest with myself and just, you know, just being real. Yeah. So. That That's makes awesome. if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah for sure. <laughs> I'm looking around, yeah. validating y'all. Like, all right, did this just turn into an interrogation? Yeah, so. it's twelve questions. Yeah. I'm gonna ask you twelve of them. Oh my god! And that was like the third one, I think. No, so. that was the fifth one. Okay. How do you deal with fear and anxiety? That's the sixth one. Whew. All right. How I deal with fear and anxiety? I uh, I just try to think about what is. What is it that's causing me fear? Okay. What is it that's causing me anxiety? And I just try to try to quantify it. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, so you, you're feeling anxiety about this or you have to get this project done. Well, what is it that happens if you don't get this project done? Or, you know, like, what is it? All right, so is your fear unreasonable? Is what's happening to you causing you? Is it unreasonable? Is it is your brain? Are you tripping or what? Mm-hmm. And just kind of sit there and just sort of like I have this way I just work through it. Yeah. So. Totally. And uh, pretty much like, you know, from there, I, I just solve it. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I kind of like, all right, you're you're overreacting, Terrence. So you might want to chill out mm-hmm. or. Yeah. Cause what I've noticed from knowing you, you remove a lot of emotion from things, which is good. Yeah. You look at the logic more. Oh, yeah. And since I've known you, you're like, anytime you get worked up, you're like, well, no, this is what it is. And this is how we're going to solve it. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Removing emotion is important. And that's what I've seen from you. And that's why. You like tend a ghetto to be- ass Spock. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> exactly. Oh, and from there, that, that's, that, I think that's why you're such like every time I bump into you, you're like a really chipper guy. Yeah. You, you, you got a smile you're ready to go you, you i hardly have seen you stress in the years we've known each other that's true so i can i can see where that comes from yeah like and when i'm alone i go cry in the corner just like everybody yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't really go cry in the corner but it's the, good to cry though yeah. i can see that you go home and watch the color purple in the dark oh that's what i do <laughs> that's what i do cry. that'll make you that's cry. what i do with some funyuns and the whole nine just right there <laughs> In my in, in my comfort sweatpants and everything, that's <laughs> comfort sweatpants are the best. Oh, aren't they? What is what are the character defects you have to work on most right now? Oh, 
See, I like these questions. These are definitely questions that force you to think about who you are as a person. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, nah, they're very good. I think mine is um, patience. Patience. Mm. Because I, where I have patience in certain things, in certain uh, environments and scenarios, mm -hmm. I don't have patience in others. Yeah. You know, like if somebody's bullshitting me or if somebody's, uh, if I feel they're being annoying or if I feel like they're being a jerk or if I feel uh, instead of going from one, two to ten with them, mm -hmm. which I have a tendency of doing, I should learn to be patient and explore all other avenues before I just hit the button. Yeah. So totally. What is the weirdest amends you've had to make? Like, did you make an amends to that lady who you poured a drink on? Well, of course, of course. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> that's how I got my keys back. Like, yeah. <laughs> no, nah, but I, I, you know, I've, uh, I had to make amends to a few people. Um, I think one of, uh, I, I was fortunate in a, in the amends that I've really had to make is that people around me were so forgiving. Mm -hmm. They were like, we knew what it was, you know, you understand. Yeah. But, you know, I, I really, I didn't have too much to where I, where it got so far out of control that, you know, I couldn't face anybody personally. I had to write them a letter <laughs> making amends and yeah. stuff. So, um, no, uh, just pretty much, you know, just apologize to people for being, you know, just being a jerk when I was drinking or, mm -hmm. you know, like saying or doing stuff that was not cool. Right. You know, um, you know, because like, I'm not even going to lie, you know, like, you know, it'd be a young lady or something and I would go a bit too far, you know, and hmm. not understanding like, all right, Terrence, like you talking to her in kind of, any kind of way or you touching her or like, you know, like just that douchey stuff that guys can do when they drink. Mm -hmm. That's just inexcusable. Right. So, and you know, just sort of having to make a, amends a lot for that. And, you know, just sort of the things I would say to people, you know, drinking and everything, you know, cause you hurt feelings, right? You hurt mm -hmm. feelings when you're in that state, unfortunately, because when you're in that state, that altered state, you lose all self-awareness. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, just pretty much that's it. Like, I, I never had a, a, a outlandishly crazy amends story mm -hmm. like that. So, How do you experience forgiveness? Hmm. Very hard to. Really? Yes. You hold, you hold grudges. I I hold grudges... Hmm. I have a tendency to hold a grudge. Okay. It was worse when I was younger. As I start to get older, I tend to not hold them as much. Or, you know, like if I, if, if so I feel somebody's wronged me in some kind of way, I sort of, um, I'll hold on to it for a little bit, but then I'm just like, eh, you know, I, I have more pressing things or, you know what, they'll get theirs down the end or, you know, I think what it is now where I'm at in my life, 
I hold the biggest grudge against myself. Mm. Wow. Yeah. I, I hold a grudge. I, I have a tendency to hold a grudge against myself because I'm, I'm very hard on myself. Like I have a tendency to be hard on people when I'm in certain areas of business or other stuff. And, but I am the most hard on myself. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm like, well, you know what, Terrence, you, it's very stupid what you did, or that was very, you shouldn't have said that, or you shouldn't have did that. And, you know, I'll sit there and I will browbeat myself to death. Right. So. And you sit there and you obsess and obsess, obsess over like yeah. what you did. And like I have the same problem where I am a de- defeatist. Okay. And also, I, if, if I do something wrong, I'll obsess over it. I'll kick myself just, oh my God, over and over and yeah. over and over. Just, I guess. My therapist told me this, where I would I would either live down in the dumps or high up on my horse. Yeah, there's no middle ground. Yeah, so if I wasn't overly impressed, if I just, like, go back down there in the dumps on, like, fucking Skid Row in my mind, the Skid Row of my mind, and just be like, oh, that's where I, I'm going to sit. This is, where, this is what I deserve for the next few weeks, months, or yeah. whatever. And yeah. Thank God I could pull myself out now. Yeah. And exist yeah because that that that's a that's a bad place to be man uh especially when it might be something that that wasn't worth you putting yourself in there whenever you go to think back on it but then you'll have a tendency to like self-destruct there too if -hmm. you're not careful you'll double down on that oh yeah treatment on yourself you will that's where alcohol comes in exactly so yeah Mm -hmm. what is your daily practice like as far as what just as far as maintaining your sobriety you know what i um i just remind myself of what i have now Mm -hmm. and how fulfilling my life is without alcohol yeah without those things that hurt me yeah so and you know like and i just think back and i'm grateful for all the things that i have you know and I also think back to where what could happen yeah. if I go back down that path. And also, I mean, uh, again, I, I also because I grew up in a household where substance abuse, hmm. you know, where that was that was the norm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, like I hate to say it, but that was the norm. And so, you know, and, you know, like my mom, she uh has an alcohol problem Mm. and uh you know like me and her like we don't have the best relationship but i've often said like i didn't want to fall back into that life because i didn't want to become her right you know i didn't want to i didn't want to perpetuate that cycle right so and that was also a turning point for me in cleaning myself up because my sister said you know, she she at one point she told me she was like, "You're drinking just like mom. You're, you're constantly every time I see you, you have a drink in your hand." Wow, that's a that's an awakening. Oh yeah, oh yeah, and and she knew she knew how much I didn't want to be like our mom, so it was just like, right? Yeah, I got to do something about this. Right. No, I really relate with that because my brother who and he's got like four DUIs. He did, he, he did like three years in prison. Like the judge wanted to make an example out of it. Damn, him. in Texas? Yeah. 
in Texas. And every yeah. time I see, I, I look at all that he's lost. Because he had the fucking, the world in the palm of his hands in Texas. Big dog, social light, the whole nine. Okay. You know, successful business. Girls loved him. Okay. All that was ripped away. Like He had like... Sound like an R&B star over here. Yeah, That's no, a- <laughs> no, to add on top of that, he had 12 cars. What? 12 cars that he built and just like kept kept around he just always had a car for everybody in the family we're just he was doing so well in life and as soon as he got locked away they took everything well, the, of course the, the girl that uh his baby's mother took everything she tried to pawn his entire shop what damn how you pawn the shop that's just the entire fucking thing just <laughs> everything up for sale Put it out there telling everybody, oh, all his $10,000 toolboxes are for sale. Give me oh. what you can. All these cars are for sale. Give me what you can. Was she on something? No, she, yeah, she was on her fucking ego on a uh, goddamn high horse where got her pregnant. And, you know, yeah, I, I granted, she gave some years of her life to him and he kind of like fucked her over. But it's that case of enablement where, you know, the person next to you, you don't know any better. You're drinking, so you're doubling down. He's showing up late for work every day, later and later and later and later. And then finally, one night when he's going out with his buddies, instead of going home to his, you know, the mother of his child and just hanging out and just pumping the brakes on it, you don't know any better when you're drinking. Mm-mm. So he just goes out, parties with the guys till 4, 5 a.m. and at this Vietnamese bar. Guess who's all waiting outside of the Vietnamese bar for them to leave? Who? The cops. Oh, wow. Damn. Shooting fish in a fucking barrel. Oh, that, that's cops in Texas, though, yeah. man. Like in the South. Like, they, they'll do that. They'll, oh, yeah. They'll chill right there. They'll sit down. They'll pack them a lunch. <laughs> they'll, they'll have a PlayStation in the car. I've seen this. I've wow. seen cops have a PlayStation in the car. Chilling, playing it. Wow. And just waiting. Just mm-hmm. waiting. I've known cops, and this is funny, man. I've, like, I've known cops in drug raids. Wow. They waiting right outside the trap house, just chilling. Yeah, waiting for everybody to come out. They know everybody's about to go out and party or go out, and they all waiting out there for them. Got warrant in hand and oh, cuffs yeah. another. Just like, all right, y'all. So he got popped. They uh, took yeah. everything, but luckily he recovered. It took him about, I want to say, four and a half, five years to recover all his belongings. Mm-hmm. Just to recover his shop again, and I phone is always key. I saw him recently, and uh, he was like, uh, he he walked me to the back. He's like, hey, I gotta show you something. He walks into the back, and he just uh, points to the corner, and he's and it was his toolbox, that ten thousand dollar toolbox. And I was like, yes. Oh, thank God you kept something. Thank God you kept something out of being ripped away. And and I'm just thinking, like, what could have been? And I look at that. I'm like, I don't want to look back at my life mm-hmm. and just realize, like, what could have been. And yeah. I'm like, but nope, I was I was having a good time. I was drinking, but like you know, I don't want to wake up and just have fucking nothing. That's the worst. Or have like a smaller piece of the pie that you know that you know I, I could have had. Yeah. Just because yeah. you showed up late to the party. Yeah. And and another one people don't realize is that even if those things don't necessarily happen, the life you miss mm-hmm. when. Can I cuss on the podcast? Yeah, absolutely. When you're fucked up. Mm-hmm. Like, did you miss out on a life that you could have had sober. Mm-hmm. Like, people think that when you get sober, like, that life is over. Yeah. Or that 
oh, you're going to turn into this person who's not fun or it's not going to be cool. Life's going to be not going to be interesting. Like you, you, you miss that life just sitting around fucked up all day, passing out, you know, and messed up like places you could have been, people you could have met experiences that enrich your life that you could have had, you know, that, that would have been rewarded, but you miss them because you're choosing to do that and you're choosing to get messed up or, you know, like you have the friends, like I could go home now and my friends who get fucked up and that, that were fucked up. Then I could go right back now back home and I could find those very same friends fucked up doing the very same shit in the very same place in the very same place talking about the very same shit when i left right damn yeah yeah. and and that's crushing man and like those friends like back where i'm from we used to have this uh we used to have what we called the tree Mm -hmm. and you know uh like all the old winos and drug addicts and alcoholics they sit under this tree Oh wow! Yeah, <laughs> just one tree. They sit a uh, one tree. One tree hell. Yeah, there you go. One tree fell. <laughs> yeah, there you go. There you go. One tree fail. That because yeah. that's because <laughs> the, the tree of no life. <laughs> yeah, because when you the tree of woe definitely because when you get by that tree like that's it. And we used to always sit, and you know that tree was like a cautionary tale for mm. everybody. And it's right there. Yeah. Ooh. So when you see people sitting under that tree, they gave up. Right. You know, they gave up. No, for real, real shit. Like, you see people and, you know, you scare the shit out of kids. Be like, yo, you want to fuck up your life on drugs and alcohol? You want to be under the tree with the rest of them? No. Okay. Like, just just stop. When I was younger, my dad used to drive me through the homeless part of our neighborhood. Every morning he took me to school. And it was like, you see that? That's what happens when you don't work hard. See that? Every morning. Just, hey, we're in America. Work hard. Or that's where you go, and you don't get to complain. Shit, your daddy would flip out if he came to California and seen how homeless people oh, yeah. were. <laughs> he would just turn right back around. He'd be like, <laughs> damn it. <laughs> well, because the homeless people in Texas have a very Mad Max Fury Road thing about oh, yeah. them. They're very uh, definitely edge of the earth is how it feels. So I can oh, see yeah. how. Yeah. And the thing is, like, there's, from my experience, there's not that many homeless people in texas because it, like it's a terrible mm-hmm. state to be homeless and you got republicans yeah. for god's sake yeah you know that's like louisiana and a lot of places in louisiana it is literally a crime to be homeless oh my mm-hmm. god like yeah like if they have like ordinances and they made all these crazy laws like if somebody's literally sitting on the curb wow that's a crime it's a bummer yeah and they can lock them up or no pun intended but i needed that how okay what's your relationship with your higher power like it's good like you know i i have a lot of things like i I have the obvious one you know i i do believe in god you know i'm saying i do you know take jesus as my lord and personal savior so but, you know, I also have higher powers that, you know, are not just beyond that, like my son. Mm-hmm. You know, I think about him. Mm-hmm. I think about, like, the relationships in my life, my son, my younger brothers, 
uh things of that nature those are my higher powers like those are the though that that's something that's greater than me mm -hmm. wow you know because though those are my motivators every day i get up you know my grandma you know she's no longer here with with me or with us but you know that you know i still like to think that she's in heaven or wherever she's at she's smiling down and you know she's uh she's still watching me mm. she's still watching me she's still silently judging mm -hmm. <laughs> you know what i'm saying like she's That's what grandmas do oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, she's still just judging your sets. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. She's like, you're not gonna there make it go. like that. Running son. that light again. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. Funny. Yes. Oh, sorry. Um. Well, okay. Last question. Do you have any? Uh, do you have any questions, Alex? What would you say to anyone that's out there in Louisiana, just aiming? for something better for some for a better life you know for how can they get more than they feel like they they have get the hell out of louisiana <laughs> <laughs> i love my state but right i ain't gonna lie i look at my state like like a baby mama like a crazy baby mama like mm -hmm. girl i love you the pussy's good but i can't be around you because <laughs> I'm gonna end up dead in jail. Like this shit. It's this so is funny. not a healthy relationship. Either one of us. So I gotta go. So funny. <laughs> well, that's awesome. Do you have any questions or any um, any things you would say to somebody like who's thinking about you know getting sober? Somebody. What would you say? What What's the thing you want to get back? Well, to people out there who want to get sober, I would say. You know, first, congratulations if you want to. Mm -hmm. That is the first step in, in, in becoming and getting sober. Mm -hmm. You have to want to. You have to be willing to hold yourself accountable. You know, that personal accountability. And, you know, your life, if you want to do it, don't be afraid. It is, it's a wonderful life on the other side. Mm -hmm. It really is. And, you know, get get friends, get people around you who will be that support system, who who won't judge you because you want to get sober. You know, because if your quote unquote friends or quote unquote loved ones judge you for wanting to get sober and be a better person, then they don't really love you. They're not your friends. True. Mm -hmm. So, you know, just and, and just Godspeed because, you know, and it'll be the best decision you ever made with your life. It's awesome. I like so. that accountability is personal accountability. Yeah. Is important. Yeah, because you can't. Like you literally cannot if if you're not willing to be accountable for the actions and accountable for sobriety and accountable for your addictions, then you truly you, you don't you don't empower yourself. Accountability, the accountability comes empowerment. Mhm. Mm when you when you're willing to be accountable for it, you give yourself the power and to you, change and it. And you can't blame anyone else. Exactly. God damn. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Because ownership. Oh yeah. Because if you don't own it and you give it to somebody else to change, guess what? They're not gonna change it. Nobody cares about you as much as you do. Exactly. My man. 
That's awesome. And with that, guys, I think we did it. We did all 12 questions. Wow. That was a power hour. It was a power hour. Uh, uh, Terrence, thank you so much for showing up. And I love you, man. I love you, too, girl. Appreciate that. And Alex, thank you so much. Of course, Again, co-hosting your booty off. You know, you know. And uh, I love you, man. And if you're listening to this, no one's told you today, uh, we love you. Oh, and by the way, uh, Terrence, uh, where, where can be where can people find you? Uh, you can find me on Facebook, uh, Twitter, and Instagram at haha Terrence H A H A T E R R A N C E, all one word. Yay! Where can people find you, Anna? At Anna B is fun on Twitter and Instagram, and you can find me on Facebook. You can find me at my website, uh, AnnaValenzuela.com. I have to get one of those. <laughs> Square and you can find space. me at Dapper Duong. Yeah, Squarespace. 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 Holler at us. <laughs> that hey, one was free. They right. plugging y'all. <laughs> We're going to let that one slide. But uh, if you want to holler at us, we got some. Uh, y'all better get in on the ground floor before they exactly. be getting that Joe yeah. Rogan mm-hmm. uh, listenings. <laughs> then y'all going to be stuck. Oh, yeah. <laughs> then we're going to charge you the premium prices. They mm-hmm. <laughs> brought Alex in to be the businessman. That's right. right. There you go. <laughs> and you can find that businessman on all social media at Dapper Duong, D-A-P-P-E-R-D-U-O-N-G, comma, LLC. I'm kidding. The last part's a joke. All right? <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, that's been the 12 Questions Podcast with uh, Anna and Alex. Yay!